I think there's some breakdown there in terms of the hoped for relational components of these groups and the reality. You know, the, the reality is not as good as the fiction that they're putting together. We are Michael Vesey in London, England. And Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. More importantly, you are the owner of a thriving online business and you want to become the best e-commerce leader you can be. We're here to get you there. For show notes with links and resources mentioned today and for other GC resources like downloads, just visit our blog, theecommerceleader.com. Today's sponsor is Eva, the best Amazon stock management tool. How much has going out of stock cost you over the lifetime of your business? And what is it going to cost you this Q4? Eva predicts precisely what stock you need. It learns from your account and it improves constantly. Eva serves hundreds of private label seven-figure sellers. To get a 15-day free trial, go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash E-V-A. It has never been easier to join a high-priced mastermind where smart people come together in a small group, learn from a guru, and build friendships. The question is, should you join one? And in this conversation, we'll discuss the considerations. So, Jason, you proposed this topic. What's on your mind? Why did you even want to discuss this topic? What's going on? Well, yeah, the truth is I'm a sucker for the high-priced mastermind groups and just joined one. And and I've been a part of them, I guess, on and off for the last seven years, and I I just keep thinking to myself, is this a good option for me? Why am I doing this? What do I hope to achieve? And I thought to myself, gosh, I just spent a huge pile of money signing up for this new thing. We should talk about it in the podcast. And I'm happy to kind of just break down the ideas behind it and really ask the hard question, which is, is this a good idea or not? So there you go. That's the basics makes a lot of sense to me and i guess that i'm somewhat biased in the fact that i run a mastermind but i know that a lot of people have a broader definition of mastermind than i have had so how are you defining mastermind or how would you say the groups that you're joining that you're that call themselves mastermind what's the what are the characteristics of it and how does that differ from just a group of people hanging out or just a master class for example or, or other forms of contact yeah it's a good question when you when we propose this topic i didn't really connect the dots to your mastermind group, because I kind of do think of yours as a different entity altogether, a local group where you, you meet in person and you're you're the facilitator. Obviously, it is a mastermind what you're doing. I'm, I was thinking more of the find a guru who has a super high ticket mastermind group that you join with. It's, you know, all virtual people around the country or world and then you get together maybe a time or two a year and so that's kind of more what i was thinking when i proposed the topic but to your to your point yeah you 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 do run a a group there in london and i'd be interested to hear your points of view on this because it's definitely a different angle so i would describe what i'm talking about as i mentioned sort of you know a group that a a guru or a, a top marketer convenes and they, you know, it's it's generally a, you know, a, a fairly hefty expense to get in and or a waiting list, depending on how they do their creative, you know, marketing. And, and then, you know, you get to what you get to go through the program and all that. So I guess that's kind of what I was thinking when I proposed this topic. That's kind of what I've, I've gotten a part, been a part of in the last, you know, 
five, eight years. And so that's kind of my, my frame for it. It is different than just a training or, you know, an event because there's an implication that it's going to go on for some duration of time. Usually it's like a year long thing that you're kind of opting into or signing up for, and you have to resubscribe it, you know, certain amount of money and all that. And, uh, and so that's very different than a, you know, class or a meetup group, that kind of thing. So what's your take on it? Am I describing it rightly or am I kind of missing it? I mean, look, really, there's there's no sort of dictionary or, or you know legal definition of it, is it? That's why it's interesting to me. And I, I guess the the pure form of it, as a, I understand the origin of the word masterminds in Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, which is not necessarily mm-hmm. the most. What's the word? I don't know. I, I guess people have their issues with you know who who was Napoleon Hill and how legitimate was his take on business. I don't know, but certainly the concept of people come together who are peers and using the peer group is is what attracted me the most over the years and and i've ended up mm-hmm. running something along those lines and i'm maybe i'm a bit excessively of a purist but what it sounds like you're saying is that there's elements of that i suppose but it sounds like it's not a class it's not just an event but it's got elements of both by the sound of it so there is a kind of program mm-hmm. from what you're saying so let, yeah. let's let me therapize it sorry let me get you get you to respond but i do want to sort of therapize <laughs> your question of why are you doing this i think this is a good question let, let's mm. let's talk that through but before we do that i mean what is this program thing that you're mentioning how structured are these things that you've experienced well i've done different ones over the last few years and basically what i've continuously done is joined uh, you know a, a mastermind offer been a part of it and then come to the conclusion it wasn't right for me not the right you know for, for various reasons which we can discuss and then you know so it's sort of a year-long adventure for me and then I move on to the next one and so you could therapize that all you want that has kind of been my practice and I think the question is what what is it that I'm looking for so we can I've got a kind of a list of kind of checklist of what I've think I look, I'm looking for what you might consider inside of, you know, joining one of these groups. And uh, so maybe we can talk through some of that to kind of probe the depths of like what this is and why I keep buying these high ticket yeah. offers. <laughs> yeah, it's not necessarily the wrong thing, but it's an, it's a good thing to, to, to think about like any serious experience. I mean, the first question, I mean, the list of considerations we've got is really good. The only missing question from it is what are you trying to achieve? personally when you're joining and i'm sure that many other people listening will also have mm-hmm. joined masterminds yeah. so they'll be going through a similar process hopefully useful for them as well but for you what is it that you, let's take the specific one the latest mastermind you joined in your yeah. your joining frenzy or your habits what what's prompted you to do that what was your heart saying i really want x and i'm hoping to get it out of this oh that's such a nice question what was my heart saying to me that's because american <laughs> I was gonna say you don't talk usually in tender terms. A British guy was like, "You just t- use the phrase, what is your heart telling you?'" That's so great, man. I'm, the Americans are rubbing off on you. Yeah, you're rubbing okay, off on me. Okay, so it's like California what, magic. What my heart was telling me was, I think these are my people that I want to, you know, learn with, grow with, potentially work, you know, work with on deals or whatever. And I think this is my the the leader mentor guru who i resonate with the most and and i guess that was the two the two things it was not just the the community that was coming together but but it was also the you know the person who's convening the convener i guess you could say so a a, a convener that's a you know a, a, 
appealing figure and the group of people that that is rallying around them are the types of people I would want to be with, hang out with, that kind of thing. See, it's very interesting. I mean, and that sort of ties in with my feeling. And I guess that I set up a mastermind based on a sort of feeling, which is not a very good way of marketing things, but it feels almost like you're joining for the same reason. In other words, it's about the kind of people you're saying is my kind of people mm-hmm. and the people you mm-hmm. resonate with, which is really fascinating because there's mm-hmm. not unlike a class or a program mm-hmm. it's not a specific objective like you're going to learn to get qualified in some finance thing or you're going to get better at tiktok marketing or you're going to learn paid ads on youtube or it's not a specific mm-hmm. outcome right but it doesn't sound like it's even a specific strategic outcome you're looking for i mean is there any more you know quantifiable justifiable outcome that you would hope to get from these things yeah i mean i think there's specific learning objectives and business objectives that you know are behind it. That's always been my rationale. So if I go back in time and I think about, okay, what was the first big ticket group that I joined? There was not there was not so much learning objective. It was really relational for that program. I I, I won't mention the names because I don't want to you know disparage people or or you know whatever. I just I it's simpler to not mention these groups or names. But but the first group it was really about the relationship and the opportunity to grow in my skill sets. But in that, the, the real driver was the relational part. That group was a hot mess. It wasn't facilitated well. There was no real actual program. There was hardly any organized structure to it. The leader has since undergone massive criminal implications. <laughs> it's really fallen apart pretty badly. So that was that was not so much a good outcome. Although I will say, some of the people, a couple of the people from that group, I still am in connection with. So interestingly, I mean, that was the first group. You know, and other groups I've been a part of, there was the implication of really good process training and business systems training. And, you know, another group that I was a part of last year, that was the real core, like, concept was these business principles, these business process tools, techniques. There's, there's a new, you know, training every month, and we go through these together. And that one was real heavy on the learn a business process, learn the tools. And, but I found myself in, in the group with people who just weren't even, they weren't even, first of all, e-commerce people. And they were hardly even marketers or, you know, they, they weren't even in, into digital marketing. And so it was really a stretch to think I was in a peer group that made any sense for me. And, and so that wasn't really productive. And then this year's group, I would say it, it hasn't delivered. And so this, this might sound like Goldilocks. This, this year's group hasn't really delivered on, on the idea of the substance of the meat of it, you know, like what, what, what actually I was going to be trained on, nor has it delivered on like people that I feel like I'm peers with. So this one has sort of struck out on both sides of the coin to use a weird mixed metaphor i don't know so anyway so that's my been my journey and i could describe what i'm the one i just signed up for for 2023 if you want to hear about that one but yeah i guess i mean just yeah (laughs) it's uh, interesting to reflect i mean somebody who's trying to sort of market a mastermind and 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 by the way i'm just to say of all the things i've done in business i think it's the thing i'm most proud of having been involved with because it feels like people have made real progress sometimes it's incredibly tangible like somebody came to me at the end sounds a bit self-service but just to to kind of back up my assertion that people you know somebody left a mastermind and said mike you've added you know probably six hundred thousand pounds so whatever that is in dollars it's about the same in dollars now but back in the day it was more to our bottom line not not revenue 
by going in, by making us go into Germany. And that, that was, did come mostly from me because I kind of pestered him to do yeah. it. Yeah. Now, that was one singular outcome. That's a bit dramatic. It's not typical. It happened. But I mean, I've seen many, many sort of small wins, like people not getting their accounts suspended based on the last meeting we had because they were about to do something. And we all went, don't do this for very concrete, solid reasons. And so I'm a big believer in it. But what's interesting is it, it, that you're sort of slightly fuzzy and yet kind of grasping towards some peer group and some structure is about mm -hmm. the same as my marketing the mastermind it's hard to articulate the value of a mastermind and it's amazing mm -hmm. sounding like for you it's hard to articulate the value of joining it i mean it, is that a fair comment what, what what are your feelings about that does it have to be articulated does it have to be very objective well i yeah it's interesting that it feels fuzzy to you it seems clear to me mm -hmm. but maybe it is fuzzy to me i want a peer group of like-minded people that I would really say these are these are kindred spirits to use the California talk and uh, and I want super good business training that helps advance my my business those two things are forefront of my mind so some of that has to come from the guru and some of that has to come from the peers in the group you know so it's got to be both those things I don't know is that is that fuzzy to you it seems clear to me no, I don't, I don't think it's fuzzy. It's quite sort of broad, I suppose, which I mm. have no problem with, actually. I think, mm -hmm. for me, the virtue of a mastermind situation is that it can be quite broad, because if you want something very mm -hmm. specific, you probably, these days, would go and get a very specific video course on, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, for example, TikTok advertising, if you want to be that specific mm -hmm. skill set, or cleaning up your finances, you know. And so mm -hmm. I think broad is actually quite viable. But what's interesting is it doesn't seem to have given you great satisfaction over the years. I mean, let let, it, let it me hasn't. ask you. You know, <laughs> and then you know what's interesting is I I actually as I'm reflecting on this I've never thought about it before but you know I have a graduate degree uh, it was a part of a program it was really helpful to me the graduate degree fulfilled those two things it put me in relationship with people that were my peers that I like to learn from and it gave me tons obviously of the you know the coursework the training and I I dropped out of a doctoral program and you know it's funny as I look back on it I dropped out of the doctoral program because I I went to the first cohort I I I got in the program I signed up I went to the first you know week weekend meeting of the the cohort and it was immediately in my mind these were not the right people for me and I could explain why but I won't but they just were not my people and then also the the work that they ask us to do I'll never forget. The first assignment was a two-page paper on the leadership of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., which, great person, I love and respect his work, but to write a two-page paper for a doctoral program, I said to myself, what in the world are you talking about? Like, give me some beef here, man. Like, what's the challenge, a two-page paper? Like, I mean, that's like seventh grade, you know, coursework or something like that. So I was immediately not interested in like the difficulty and they weren't my people and i literally walked out that weekend and i, I left a five thousand dollar deposit behind i could have appealed and got it back i guess but it just it didn't fit me so anyway i guess that's a it's, i'm on a similar journey you know and and that's that's part of it yeah. yeah very interesting to reflect on this stuff i guess it in a funny way it seems to me from experience my experience and talking to you know clients over the years and, and friends in the e-commerce space that it's almost as hard to find a really good course or mentor or mastermind program and it feels like the mastermind programs you're talking about are sort of a combination of those things as it is to find a winning product it's it's actually just because you're paying doesn't guarantee success right it's just it's actually quite a subtle match i think 
you realize those people are trying to make a winning product out of their mastermind group. <laughs> well, of course, yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, yeah, or finding finding a winning product. And you've got some more sort of everyday, should we say, considerations here that I, I don't want to gloss over. We should go through it. But it did strike yeah. me that it was worth digging into what, what is it you're trying to achieve. And it doesn't seem like the... The, there's a great passing mark going on for the masterminds you've had so far. So maybe it's good that we're not naming them, but let's go through yeah. some of your other questions, which I, I think are also really good. I mean, what yeah. do you think are the considerations that you you think through when you're choosing a mastermind? Well, I mean, I think the first question that comes to my, that comes to my mind is, you know, do you have the time to do the, the hard work of attending the meetings, doing the, you know, training materials or, you know, the preparatory work, whatever it is involved in the, the learning objectives and being honest about that with yourself. There have been periods in my life where I was just too busy to really engage with content or relationship building where I, I didn't show up to the party ready to, you know, build friendships and, and learn with people. And so that's, that's the first object, you know, consideration in my mind is do I have the time and energy to be a part of a group and bring my best to it. And, and I think that's the, the first consideration. Second one I would is probably the most top of mind for a lot of people, which is, do you have the money to pay your way into it? You know, some of these are 10,000, 20,000, $30,000 endeavors at the high end of, you know, what you can get a join or be a part of. And so, you know, that's sort of the question is the other question is, do you have the money to do it? So those two are top of mind, I think time and money. And this is sort of obvious. What are your thoughts on those? Yeah, I think they're kind of obvious, but what happens is we all get this sort of excitement that we went to something new. And mm -hmm. that's a wonderful moment for the person selling the program. It's also a wonderful moment for the person joining it. But then, of course, often the reality is that you know all the things that were keeping you busy in your life before haven't gone away. You've now got an extra mm -hmm. thing to put in there. And and yes, yeah, so mm -hmm. I've seen that pattern. I mean, it, it really varies a lot. I mean, people in the mastermind have sometimes sort of drifted around for a few months and then they drift off, not because they weren't serious to start with or because I'm trying to keep them on in some artificial way either. But yeah. the truth is life got in the way and they've got other projects. Yeah. And that's true. Entrepreneurial types are always doing things like, in your case, you have your mm -hmm. charity work, you have your e-commerce core business with, with cinema, your mm -hmm. wife, and then you've got the training business with Kyle and that's all that. And then happy gardening life. Probably you've got a bit of a real estate empire because everyone does, mm -hmm. you know, so mm -hmm. people have a lot going on, right? And particularly entrepreneurial types are always adding mm -hmm. things. And so they're not necessarily the best. I'm certainly really terrible at judging how much I can add to my plate and, and mm -hmm. I'm not the only one. So it's actually, it is worth sitting down and actually thinking yeah. seriously. And actually, I, think, I don't think it's a bad thing to have quite a high price point to force you to do that, to either make a yes or no decision cleanly is probably helpful yeah. to you as well, I think. Yeah, that's what I was just going to mention as well, is I think these are linked because I think that's one of the reasons why the you know top gurus or mentors or whatever don't just say, hey, I want to pick from my friends that I know that are you know, my students or whatever and put a group together. They actually put a price tag on it that's a stop and think number because I think what they really want is people to seriously devote their time and energy to the, the meetings, the you know, attendance, the participation. And I think that's a core consideration is it, and which is why you wouldn't just make these things free necessarily is because because people won't value it if it's just free. They won't show up. They won't. And we all know this, like those of us who are marketers of courses or that kind of thing. But th this takes it to an extreme, you know, and the reality is that if you really want people's best, you've got to make them have some um, emotional bond to, you know, uh, involving themselves in the outcome. Money's sort of the one of the worst or weakest, but it's still a, it's a proxy for 
you know, mental and emotional commitment. And so I think yeah, that's a well good consideration. A proxy for mental and emotional commitment. I like the way you, you put that. And I think it's true. I, I, I've certainly seen, I've run free groups. I've been part of free groups. Mm-hmm. And the quality of the people in the groups is not the same as the quality of the group, which is interesting because I've been in free groups and I've been in groups where some of the, a couple of the same people were there that I was running. Mm-hmm. And because they were paying a bit more money, that they say those who pay pay attention that's often used it feels like mm-hmm. an excuse that a salesman mm-hmm. would use to sell you stuff but it's actually true it's right. true for me right and i think it's mm-hmm. a really important thing the other thing is that this is a slightly more subtle point but to the point that money is a slightly crude way of doing it you've got two forms of agreement as i can't remember which psychologists talk about this within the business realms you've either got a like you commit to church, turn up a church to preach for example right? and if you're mm-hmm. not a professional preacher that's not your day job that pays the rent or, or the church doesn't take care of you that's not why you're doing it but you you could equally feel the commitment to do that for a certain reason if money's changed hands it's a professional commitment which is a different type of mm-hmm. flavor of the commitment and it changes the nature of the commitment there's an implicit understanding you're paying money to somebody somebody's running it and there is a, an implicit understanding that you're going to get value for that money as well which i think is a healthy pressure to put on the other person the other side as well so i think it's kind of the ties that bind, isn't it? And I think yeah. my experience of masterminds is that it's more critical with that than it is other forms of interaction. Obviously, a video course is the least interactive thing there is. And a Facebook mm-hmm. group is like mm-hmm. second. If it's one-to-one and somebody doesn't do their homework, they're not going to get a lot out of it. And it's frustrating for the coach or the consultant, but mm-hmm. it doesn't affect other people. Whereas a mastermind lives and dies by the commitment of the members. So there is something really important about that. I mean, what's your experience yeah. been as a, as a mastermind member, first of all, of commitment and how much that's part of it for you it is interesting i think generally leaders that are leading these groups or who are pulling them together convening them i think they ask too little of their participants and they set the bar too low and you know i mean if you think about significant programs my, my daughter just started two months ago at uc davis law school so she's getting her, her, you know, law degree, Juris Doctorate. And it was a competitive school to get into. And, and it costs a lot of money. She got a huge scholarship to help, but still. But those those programs are no joke. I mean, like one of the things she told me was the first professor said, I forget the name, that phrase that they use, but basically it's like a hot seat where you have readings every, you know, week before the court, the, the class. And the professor will just call on someone and say, hey, summarize the reading for us properly, please. And if randomly, and if you don't, if you hadn't done your reading and hadn't really mentally prepared that script ahead of time, you're done. Like the course is, you know, like you're in jeopardy in the course. And that's just, that's just part of, you know, that's, that's table stakes for being in a program like that. And so I think, you know, to be honest, I think people want to challenge. I think I think cha- people who like challenges want a challenge, and I think a lot of course uh, or you know mentorship program designers create it for the laziest, slowest, less least you know committed members so that they feel a part of it. And I I, I think that might be the opposite of what's effective. And so you know I think there I think there's something to be said there for really putting the screws down on people and saying look this is part of the program you've signed up for it and and then so that in that regard then maybe a certification or a you know some kind of perceived outcome it is it is a reward you know for being a part of the program and most masterminds don't do that most aren't like a certification or a training or something like that but universities are good at that you know you can get into the executive certification program at 
University of Pennsylvania or NYU or you know Stanford or whatever, and the expectation is you'll get a certificate at the end of it. Therefore, you're you know invested. It is a tie that binds. And so anyway, I, I think that's an important consideration in, in, into it is you know how stringent or, or like how how hard do you have to prepare and to be ready to show up. You know. I really like that. I think you put your finger on something that's actually extremely missing in the market. And it makes me reflect on my work as a, a mastermind, you know, creator and a runner or whatever I am, a convener. And I think that one mm-hmm. of the things that's come back for some of the more committed members is we don't talk about numbers enough. And he's absolutely right. And I have had this kind of squeamishness because I didn't want to force people to reveal things they're not mm-hmm. comfortable with. But on the other hand, as long as they trust each other and, and the group knows each other, it's quite small and there's been a lot of people who've been in for a long time, which is one of the virtues for the members. It's not great for me in terms of I need to expand it more, but it, it, the core work is gains from that. And actually, you know what? They know each other as well as anyone and trust each other as well as anyone in the Amazon game, particularly paranoid universe somehow. And actually, I think I need to step up and, and say, let's talk about profit and let's define by the way gross profit operating mm-hmm. profit financial costs you know and, and actually do a proper mm-hmm. job of that because i'm getting that from numbers and to your point i think that the challenge is really important for taking it seriously actually and actually feeling that it's worth something in the first place i mean my dad did mm-hmm. law at cambridge by the way so that every week he'd have mm-hmm. to defend his essay one-to-one grilled by some mm-hmm. guy and he wouldn't necessarily be thrown out of the university if he didn't get it right but that's the reason why the cambridge degree is a kind of gold standard because it's tough <laughs> it was even worse in the day he had to run learn roman law and whatever ridiculous things but you know universities kind of go off the deep end with random stuff you don't need and the commercial world could in theory find a hard a, a middle ground couldn't it between that kind of rigor yeah. and you know, the practicality so i guess it's it's there for the taking isn't it i think so i think we're describing a mastermind model that doesn't exist right doesn't now doesn't exist but, i was about to say have you experienced this so far anywhere or, or elements of that no but i can tell you right. that in the marketplace i see other examples have you seen those do they do these in england where it's like the the tough mutter or like the competitions where you ro- you have like CrossFit where but where you like you know it's almost like the the uh, Ironman but it's for the everyday guy you know or gal who wants to yeah like, you know, I mean pretty much everything through. that exists in in America exists in some form here so yeah we have that kind of slightly insane kind of sports things which is kind of fun I've never done it's one I've done half marathons which is bad enough <laughs> yeah but it's in, it's a it's an extension of that idea where it's just yeah. like hey here's a personal challenge. Oh, yeah. You don't get the prize unless you get to the finish line. You like, you know, you have to. And I did that. I, you know, did the Chicago Marathon in 2007 and it was wow. misery and I hated it and never <laughs> want to do anything like that again. But it, but those, I think those types of challenges, and there is obviously a huge model right now for challenges. Pedro Deo's perfected that in the last couple of years. And maybe that's a kernel of this idea is, hey, push yourself to do something hard. And I'm going to help you do it, you know? So anyway, so, so, so I think that's, that's part of it. Now let's get back to our list, I guess, here of considerations. I, I think another key consideration that I kind of touched on at the beginning is, is it the right group for you in terms of the right mentor and the right fellow learners? And to me, that comes down to just more than just the topic. Like it can't just be a TikTok marketing guru and people who want to learn TikTok marketing. It has to be some other kind of I guess you could say the, the social and cultural demographic woven in or like, are these the right kind of people I want to hang out with? You know, in that example, you know, if it's TikTok guru and people who want to t- learn TikTok marketing, I could just in, in your mind's eye, you could imagine, I could just imagine that's like a 24 year old 
leader who's got like 7 million TikTok followers. And it's all a bunch of people who want to, you know, do what that person's doing. I have no interest in being with those people. <laughs> you know, like that's just not, that is not of interest to me at all. Even though I wrote a book called Instagram power and YouTube marketing power and Pinterest power, it just it, it's not the right demographic for me. And I think this is one of the things I realized when I was, after I wrote those books was the people who wanted to learn that stuff. I wanted to work with small business marketers or, or small business owners who wanted to do marketing. But what people started like getting attracted to that, those books and wanted to connect with me and follow me and do, you know, connect and, and be part of program and stuff. They were more like the 23 year old social media marketers who were just, you know, paid gig workers or, or people who were just, you know, in the industry. And I wanted to work with the bosses and I wanted to be in connection with the people who were, you know, the small business owners. And so I realized this is important component of it is that it's got to be deeper than just the learning objective kind, kind of piece. There's got to be more to it than that in terms of who you want to bond with, you know, peer group. That makes a lot of sense. And, um, I guess that's kind of where some of the magic comes from with this. And in a sense, I think that if you have a very clear defined community, mm-hmm. then you're offering a service in the sense that it's not easy to find that exact type of person out there. This is the one reason why the 10K Collective Mastermind, I think, has continued to have its place, even though there are a lot of masterminds out there. But for sort of British Amazon sellers mm-hmm. who are doing six to seven figures, I mean, that's actually pretty specific and it's possibly too narrow. But mm-hmm. at least the people in the rooms know that the people absolutely no cold as long as i'm not making it up and it becomes very quickly that it's true that they're experiencing the same kinds of challenges and i've often come up with similar solutions and some of which work some worth trying and modeling and so that there is i think my contention my thesis has been that if you really nail the the who the who the who exactly the people as opposed to the mentor the the, mm-hmm. the people in the, in the group that organically a lot of the rest of the content to some extent sorts itself out and that has been my experience but yep. the next question, I guess a, a related question would be to add to your question, is it the right structure for you? Because mm-hmm. obviously a lot of the programs you're talking about have a sort of program element. And it sounds mm-hmm. like you've also been somewhat disappointed by that as well. What's been your experience about what, what were your hopes going into some of these things yeah. with the more structured program and what was the reality? Well, just to circle back for the who, find, identifying your who, just mm-hmm. as a concluding thought on that, I think what I've been... And this one's horrible. I think what I've been victimized by, it's so horrible to say it that way, but is mastermind group conveners who haven't clarified their who sufficiently. And then I get a part of this group and I'm like, these aren't my people. This person didn't clarify their who sufficiently. I wanted to learn from them and I want to learn the things, but it's not there. I'm not there in the right who group. And, but to your point, you have clarified your, you know, London-based in-person meetup group for people who are, you know, Amazon UK sellers. That's a very tight niche, and I w- I don't think it's too tight. I think you I think that's why your group probably really works well. And so anyway, I think that's an interesting component of this. Now, as it relates to the structure of the group, all of these that I've been a part of has been a mix of uh, virtual and in-person, and the uh, combo has been interesting to me. I. I guess what I'm looking for is people I feel like I can bond with, but I do have social anxiety in groups. I don't in Zoom meetings so much. I mean, it's just like, I don't care in Zoom meetings, but in real in real life groups, I have social anxiety. I don't like to be a part of groups. I try to avoid them. I try to get out of being 
at meetings like that. It just, it's not, it's not life-giving for me. It's, it's draining, you know, it's like stressful. So, but, so I don't know. So, I mean, that's, I think part of the frustration for me maybe is to the extent these leaders want it to be an in-person thing that creates anxiety for me. And then I find myself being like, hmm, do I really need to be a part of this? Do I really need to go? And so I think that's a tension point. I think in their minds, what they're thinking is, well, you'll have been online with these people enough times that the in-person would just be, you know, enjoyable and fun and we'll learn together and have a great time. And those things might be true, but I'm, I'm well, the, the, the being in person and learning and having a great time might be true, but I don't think the preparatory bonding and connections really happen through Zoom so much. So I think there's some breakdown there in terms of the the hoped for relational components of this group, these groups, and the and the reality. You know, the the reality is is not as good as the fiction that they're putting together. And so I think that's part of the 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 challenge of it. Now I'll say another component of it, and that's some of the educational componentry of these things that I've been a part of have 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 gone in one of two ways. Either it's all teaching, like now we will teach you this thing and there's not enough sharing and group talk and all that, or it's the other way and there's just not, there's no beef. Like there's no, there's no real substance or the substance just doesn't even on topic. Like I sign up for a program and then I get training that's completely other, completely different than the core thing that I thought I was going to learn from, you know, the guru. So that I think those are the challenges related to the actual content and, you know, components of the attendance and all that. Well, folks, I hope you've enjoyed today's show about masterminds. It may sound a bit self-serving for me to talk about masterminds since I've run one for years and for Jason to talk about masterminds since he's obviously been working through his own quest to find the perfect e-commerce mastermind. But guess what? The reason why we're doing this is for you, not for us. And lots of the members of my mastermind and my e-commerce mastermind friends who aren't in anything that I, I run have joined a lot of masterminds in their time. Some have been very expensive. And of course, there's a broader thing of finding you know perfect training and communities in general and a lot of them have found there's some good stuff out there and also had their frustration so this is a journey that a lot of people are on and i think the further on the journey of creating a, a business for your own self you are the more likely you are to be in a situation where you're looking for a mastermind in my experience my own personal experience that my amazon selling friends and e-commerce selling friends generally and of course my own mastermind members so it would almost be a bit weird not to give you a chance to check out the Amazon Mastermind that I run. If it's relevant for you, it's for six, seven figure Amazon sellers based in the UK or Europe. So if you're American, because the physical in-person meetings are such a key part of it, it's probably not going to be for you. Uh, that is to say, if you're based in America, if you sell in America but live in the UK, it's perfect for you. If you live in Europe, also fine. We have members fly in from different places to come and meet with us. I've uh, got people coming from Belgium soon. We've had people from Holland and Spain to name a couple of places. So that is at theamazonmastermind.com. That's theamazonmastermind.com if you want to check it out. Small group, invitation only, not invitation only, application only. And of course, if you want to join us in Jason and Kyle's efforts of many, many different kinds now to help Amazon and Shopify store owners and other e-commerce operators there at omnirocket.com. So thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time. We're going to talk a little bit more detail about how to deal with this potentially tricky yet very rewarding thing of finding yourself the perfect community. Thanks very much for listening to the e-commerce leader. That was the e-commerce leader podcast with Michael Vesey in London, England. 
and Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. If you liked this content, don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast app. For free resources, including PDFs and videos on topics like traffic, products, and sales channels, just go to www.theecommerceleader.com. No hyphens, just as it sounds. Thanks so much for listening.